0: You are now listening to The Philly Pod, a Philadelphia sports podcast.
1: The Philadelphia Eagles are still the lone unbeaten team in the NFL. They took down Dallas and now they stand at 6-0 for the first time since 2004 and for just the third time in franchise history what is going on y'all welcome to an episode of the philly pod brought to you by the LibertyLine.com, the best eagles podcast in the city maybe not the most consistent but the best eagles podcast in the city i'm your host today victor williams be sure to follow me on twitter tiktok instagram all that fun stuff over at the philly pod if you are new to the show appreciate you guys for checking us out be sure to subscribe on apple itunes spotify stitcher iheart radio Anywhere else you get your podcast, be sure to uh, rate five stars, leave those reviews. Each and every one helps with the exposure of the show, bring it to new eyes and ears of Eagles fans, NFL fans, football fans alike. Appreciate you guys for uh, being patient with us while we uh, work on work some stuff out, and you know we're always gonna come back though. So it's so it's uh, so it's uh, no big thing. Joined, as always by my host. You can find him on Twitter at Stephen Conrad Jr. You can find him on Instagram. At real Stephen Conrad Jr. He is Stephen Conrad Jr. Stephen, 6-0, heading into the bye week, remaining undefeated, the top team, and in at that, in that, the very least, in the NFC. How does it feel? Well,
2: I wanted to start off this podcast episode by apologizing, actually, to you. Oh. I want to I'm always apologize game for to a good. You. I'm always game for a good apology. Go
1: ahead.
2: Uh, the listeners deserve to hear this part of the story since you came out apologizing for the lack of our, uh, I guess, consistency. But uh, here's my apology. So, the biggest game of the year up until this point, six weeks into the season, against the Dallas Cowboys, right? Let's get that monkey off our back. I don't care Rex. if it's Cooper Rush, Troy Aikman, Tony Romo back there. <laughs> we got to get the Cowboys monkey off our back. Jalen Hurts has got to beat the Cowboys. And obviously, right. we'll get into that. I got a little carried away from the jump We're talking about the tailgate. Started doing shots well before the tailgate. Super long story short, I just wanted to give a shout-out. You know, the 4th and John tailgate, absolutely amazing. Uh, We got to meet Jen Slay. Uh, Gail put together yet another banger in the 4th and John people. That was the best uh, tailgate I've ever been to all around. Mm -hmm. And before you know it, you know, me and Vic, unfortunately, weren't able to get into the game, so we got to get back to this man's house to watch it and do our job, which is break down and analyze the game and obviously be fans second. We're always fans second. Uh, My dumbass is fading away in the car as the game is on the radio. And I'm going to be honest with you. Next thing I know, we're back at his house. Uh, We're up 14 to zero. I have no idea how we're up 14 to zero. I'm on his his couch. I'm on his couch somehow. And we're up 14 to zero. And, well, the rest of the night happened and we won the game. So I just wanted to say I'm sorry for – uh, being damn near unconscious, I guess. Hey man, well, when, hey no, 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 that's not the word. That's not the word.
1: I don't uh, know, man. Yeah, you were definitely damn near unconscious, but you allowed to have some fun, man. That's why they have NFL Plus. That's why you can go back and watch highlights and replay <laughs> the game and look at the film and you know, <laughs> know recollect. Because to be honest, when we were in Arizona, the half of that game is hard. to Like the heart isn't the game is incredibly hard to follow when you're like in there in person. So when yeah, we got back is. from Arizona, I had to watch rewatch that whole game anyway. So it's it's all right, it's all right. But since you uh since you mentioned it, yeah, we do want to apologize to uh, all the uh, the loyal listeners and all the loyal fans. They have been reaching out on Twitter and Instagram all week long asking for the next pod. I am I feel honored that, that people legit are reaching out uh, inquiring about the next podcast and look forward to it. We have, we had went to Arizona for the Cardinals game. Uh, we came home. And we had a lot of projects to catch up on, had to kind of get our lives back on track after partying in Arizona for five days. But we're back, we're back on schedule, and we're going to keep this podcast moving. But I just wanted to thank everybody who's been keeping up with the podcast and the content, whether you're reading my stuff at Liberty Line or watching the clips on IG, the graphics, whatever you're doing. I appreciate all of you guys. The, uh, The appreciation does not go unnoticed. So before we get to the game, one quick shout out to our sponsor over at BetMGM Sportsbook. As we all know, the 2022 NBA season is here and BetMGM has an incredible offer for new sports bettors to celebrate the return of NBA basketball. BetMGM's latest promo will give new users a free $200 when any team hits a three-pointer any night, any game. Steph Curry, James Harden, Tyrese Maxey, Desmond Bain, it doesn't matter who you, who hits a three, all you need is one three-pointer from any team to cash out for $200. All you have to do to take advantage of this offer is sign up for a new BetMGM account, bet $10 on anything, a money line, a spread, a player prop, a parlay, and you win $200 instantly when any team, any NBA team at all, just hits one single three-pointer bet MGM is safe secure reliable and you can deposit and withdraw cash whenever you want so download the newly redesigned bet MGM sportsbook app now with the link in our podcast description to win $200 instantly when any team hits a single three-pointer sounds like a good deal to me how about you Steven sounds like sounds like a can't miss um, offer I'm very to me
2: jealous that uh, I can't use these new sign-up links they're great yeah man way yeah, better yeah, than us. ones that I
1: had us as uh, as as affiliates of these guys and and promoters of these guys, yeah, are not allowed to uh, do that. But please, guys, take advantage of it. Bet ten bucks on anything, get two hundred dollars over at BetMGM. The offer doesn't last very long. Get go ahead and uh, take advantage of it now. Gambling problem? Of course, call one eight hundred Gambler. So into the game, Steven Eagle, 6-0, down goes Dallas. Like you mentioned, I don't care who was under center. Troy Aikman, like you said, Tony Romo, Cooper Rush, Dak Prescott, Ben DiNucci, bring him back. I don't care who it was. Jalen Hurts gets his first career win over the Dallas Cowboys, thanks in part to uh, Darius Slay and his coverage, of course, James Bradbury, and of course, one CJ Garner-Johnson.
2: On second and eight, play action, rushes back.
0: Close up. He is going deep, and it is intercepted, I believe. It is picked off by Gardner Johnson. Running with the football back to the 47. What a play by Gardner Johnson.
1: The heroics of CJ Gardner Johnson clicked uh, clinched this game for the Philadelphia Eagles. In my opinion, he was snubbed for NFC Defensive Player of the Week. It looks like the NFL just got tired of giving the Eagles awards. They didn't want to give them a sixth award in a row. They gave it to cornerback Tariq Woolen. In Seattle, who had a very good game himself, one interception and one fumble recovery. But Chauncey gardner Dobson with a hand injury, went out with a hand injury, had a pretty bad gash on his hand, came back in, made the game-clinching interception to seal the win for Philadelphia. We'll come back to the defense later on. In the show but first steven just the initial reaction is to take it down dallas you you make a statement win over your division rival regardless of who's playing dallas fans were in my ear all week it's cooper rush he's four no oh. we're our defense oh we have we get the most pressure on the quarterbacks none of that matters because you're playing the philadelphia eagles and if lane johnson was in that game the eagles probably win this by more than mm-hmm. nine points your initial takeaways and reactions from the victory over dallas on sunday night
2: Yeah, I mean, the tone from Cowboys fans just completely flipped as soon as the game was decided. I mean, all week I was hearing them talking crazy about how we've never beaten them and Cooper Rush is undefeated and all this stuff. And now it's funny how after the game, now they're trying to like they're trying to bag on uh, Cooper Rush.
1: Instead mm-hmm. of like give us credit, tire anything. tracks on that man's back. Bus tire tracks on that man. They throwing him way, way under the bus. Cooper Rush. Uh we didn't have Dak. You still didn't beat Dak. You know what's funny about this? We had to hear all off season long about oh we dropped fifty one points on on our second team, mind you, our second team, and I had to hear about it all summer long. And now yeah. that we beat. Cooper Rush, a backup quarterback, mind you, the Eagles won a Super Bowl with a backup quarterback, so don't give me the backup thing. Mind you, we beat Cooper Rush, and now it's all, oh, you beat a backup, oh, this game doesn't count, oh, oh, this and that. I love how the narrative switches when it doesn't fit what Dallas, is, what Dallas fans would like it to.
2: Yeah, I mean, it's it was literally, I mean, that game is the game we just witnessed was far more impressive than that Dallas beat down the head on our third stringers. I mean, we were literally <laughs> resting, guys. This game, the division was on the line. The first place was on the line. What are we talking about? It was. All the marbles. Everybody was watching this game. All eyes were on us and the Cowboys for that matter. And to no surprise, it seems over the last 20 years, every time Dallas has an opportunity to make a statement, they just fail to do so. Even when it's against us, believe it or not.
1: Mm -hmm. They had a chance to, uh, I remember 2019, Carson Wentz drug the uh, the no-name receivers, Deontay Burnett and all the other guys And Dallas. What did they put up, 17 points or 14 points? I forget what it was. I think it was nine points. We won that game in 2019, 17 to nine, when the Dallas Cowboys are fully healthy. So I don't want to hear anything about health and this and that. The Eagles took care of business and beat the Dallas Cowboys to move on to 6-0 on the season. But it wasn't without us some worry. Go ahead, God.
2: Does Cooper Rush playing in this game have any like deciding factor on how Jalen Hurts performs against this Dallas defense, who many believe is a good as a top unit? Does Cooper
1: does does uh, does um, does Cooper Rush play defense? Does Dak no. play defense? No. No, so this is so the fact that Jalen Hurts was still able to and we'll get into his performance later on, but the fact that Jalen Hurts was able to win this game against this highly touted defense that has been good this year. Michael Parsons has been great, everybody else has been great. And the fact that it's all that, oh, he hasn't beaten Dak yet. Dak doesn't play defensive line, he doesn't play linebacker, he doesn't play safety. So I don't want to hear any of that either. So that's a good point, uh, by you. you but know what the problem uh, is go ahead.
2: The problem is, the way Dallas's team, and they're a good team, obviously, don't get me wrong. I think they're still one of the better teams in the NFC. The problem is, the way they're constructed is they are very, very top-heavy. Like, if mm-hmm. Micah Parsons goes down, they're in trouble. Obviously, Dak Prescott, I mean, they, Cooper Rush was 4-0 until he, he played us, so that's you can sit here and decide if that's a factor or not but we are the complete opposite. We're loaded. You look on this defensive line, everybody on that line is putting up just dominant numbers. That's why we're a top unit. Secondary, Darius Slay is probably the best corner in the league. Uh, James Mm -hmm. Bradbury, he's probably top five. Uh, You look at Chauncey Gardner johnson who we literally just brought here maybe two months ago, I want to say, had a slow start. But now he's, like you said, he's in the conversation for player of the week, uh, forcing two turnovers this week, a turnover the week before. Uh, Need I say more? I mean, I can keep naming guys. We have two number one receivers. Like if one goes down, we have the other Uh, Jalen Hurts. And it's funny because um, heading into the season, I I would say the uh, narrative was Dak Prescott is definitely a better quarterback than Jalen Hurts, right? Like Dallas fans were were literally saying Jalen Hurts can't throw the football and all these. Well, things.
1: there was there was there was once Carson Wentz came here, there was argument that Jalen Hurts was potentially the worst quarterback in the division. So right. so I Dak was, and we all said prior to the season that my, regardless of the roster construction, Dak is still the best quarterback in the division, and I still. I mean, uh, he, Jalen Hurts has definitely closed the gap this season. We'll have to see yeah. when when they eventually face off. If the game even matters, come Christmas Eve, maybe the Eagles have 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 the division locked up by then. But uh, it's but, not far.
2: The the comparison between the two, and obviously we got to see, like you said, when when Dak comes back. It, it's not far off now. So if that's the case, we're the far superior team. It wouldn't have mattered if Prescott played in this game
1: exactly exactly definitely but definitely uh like I said Dak don't play defense so I don't want to I don't want to hear about that but uh Cooper Rush did throw three interceptions we'll get into the defensive effort in just a little bit but to get into the situation where the Eagles jumped out to a 20 point lead and then it gets unnerving as is the theme of the Eagles this season they let off the gas in the second half and uh and Dallas closes the lead down to three points Cooper Rush had just capped off a 93 yard drive with a touchdown pass to uh I believe it was uh, jake ferguson the rookie tight end and 14 39 was remaining in the fourth quarter and at that point in time or the the offense had six total yards at that point in the second half just six total yards they're on rocky waters it's it's not looking good and we're all sitting here like oh don't tell me this is gonna happen but it was then it was then that Jalen hurts went on to listen to a quote or reminded himself of a quote mm. rather by steven's favorite basketball player of all time Michael Jordan.
0: I think about uh, Michael Jordan when he said, put him away, MJ. Um, you want to put him away. You know what I'm saying? You, you want to put him away. You don't want to give him an opportunity to um, make it a close game or get an opportunity to have the ball in their hands.
1: And Jalen Hurts did just that. Not dissimilar from the drive they had against Arizona. The Eagles executed a methodical drive that chewed up over seven minutes of clock. I believe it was like 730-something. And it was only it was only uh, three passes to, to 10 runs but Jalen Hurts made plays when he needed to he converted a third and four with his legs he had a, a good completion to AJ Brown that went for 22 yards Brown was spectacular uh with his run after catch as he always is and they put the game away and then CJ of course had the interception that clinched it on the ensuing possession so Stephen it's almost getting to the point where we feel like when the game is on the line And the game, mind you, the game shouldn't be on the line with the way the Eagles play in the second quarter. Uh, But with the game on the line, it's almost at this point where we expect Jalen Hurts to to put together a game-winning drive. It really Mm -hmm. looks like that when Jalen Hurts is on the field, if Jalen Hurts gets the ball last in the fourth quarter, my confidence level in him converting and winning this game has gone up astronomically with the way he's put together these drives in Arizona and again in Dallas on Sunday night.
2: Yeah, I mean... (laughs) I think you summed it up pretty well. It all depends on the opponent and and the game plan. I guess you said it was a 10 run to three uh, pass ratio. Like, again, Mm -hmm. it doesn't really. Now you're
1: talking about this drive against Dallas, right? Yeah, it was the uh, after after (laughs) Dallas closed the lead to three points on the next drive. Jalen Hurts, you know, told himself that Michael Jordan quote and then went on that seven minute drive. Uh, ten runs to three passes, and ultimately had the touchdown throw to to Devonte Smith to put them up. Uh, to put them up twenty six seventeen.
2: Now you probably, I'd be surprised. You probably don't know off the top of your head that last drive in Arizona that put us up three to ultimately win the game. Do you have any idea what that ratio was? Any idea?
1: Uh, what was that? Go ahead. I'm sorry.
2: The, the final question. offensive drive the Eagles had in the Arizona game that put us up three. Obviously, we you know were held to a field goal. Uh, we, You know, we, we wish we left with seven, but it ultimately was the game-winning drive against the Cardinals. Yeah, that was a seven-minute, 58-second drive. I'll find how many plays it was, but that was, uh, it. That uh, was yeah. an eight-minute so, drive. Anyway, yeah, I mean, literally, back-to-back weeks. I really try to stray away from the whole hot-take thing, man, but... No, you don't. <laughs> no, no, you do yeah. not. <laughs> <laughs> but, um... Like... We sit here all the time when we're talking about quarterbacks and and we compare Jalen, you want to compare him to Lamar, Kyler Murray, whoever else, Russell Wilson, like whatever, that's fine. Maybe he has aspects of their game, but to me, the combination of Jalen Hurts and the Eagles, I'm getting this vibe that they're kind of like, I don't want to say revolutionizing the game because they're really just playing to the strengths of the roster, Mm -hmm. but it's really their style. It's really their style and. When you look around the NFL, a lot of teams are kind of trying to mimic what the Chiefs and I guess you could say the Bills are doing. And I Mm -hmm. feel like when you look at the Eagles, they're their own team, obviously heavy RPOs, but it's all centered around the most important player on the field. And that's Jalen Hurts. He is the most important player, weapon. He's the leader of the team. The, The ball touches his hand every single play. He decides what happens, you know, and
1: obviously he's playing around a lot of other great players, it's um, funny that you uh it's funny that you bring up uh the uh the Bills and the Chiefs because um just 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 to if we were going to rank like as we did on 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 Fox Sports on Monday when we were both on um we we ranked the teams based on Super Bowl. So we can agree that it's basically Bills, Chiefs and Eagles in the Super Bowl tier of teams, right? Mind you there's not yeah. a there's not a lot of good teams in the league right now, but it's Eagles Chiefs and Bills as the Super Bowls here, right? We would say Minnesota's also five 0 one, but the Eagles beat them. I guess you have to pay attention to them. They have the Giants, who I don't believe in, but they're there, so you have to <laughs> you have to at least acknowledge them. So it's those it's just those three teams in the upper echelon of Super Bowl contenders, and Buffalo and Kansas City doesn't really have a strong running game. I know Buffalo's done a little better with it this year, but they the, both of the quarterbacks are carrying both those teams. The Eagles differ from them on their rushing attack, like you mentioned. And if you can put together solid eight minute seven minute drives, the Arizona drive, 17 plays, seven minutes, 58 seconds, when you can do that in cold weather and in, mm. in, in the postseason, that'll take you deep. That'll take you deep into the playoffs. And I think that is where the Eagles, like you said, differ from teams like the Chiefs and the Buffalo Bills. And because oh, they and don't. guess
2: what, man? Mm hmm. That's exactly what they did in 2017, by the way, with two more of your traditional pocket passes and Wentz and Foles.
1: That's right. When when the cold weather
2: comes around, and obviously, I mean, you want to have some games at the link. Let's get some games at the link. You control that at the link in that cold weather behind this offensive line. Like we're playing to our strengths. Uh, Last year, obviously, Sirianni did that. Like he did it for two reasons. The strength of this team is the offensive line, but also like Jalen Hurts, that's kind of more of his style. And obviously, as we know, last season he wasn't the best throwing from the pocket, which is fine. People try to use that against him, but now he's doing both. Mm-hmm. And I think that's the key here. Like it, it, the fact that Jalen Hurts is your quarterback and this is your offensive line, it'd be way different if they had more of a traditional pocket passer. They're not going to run. You know this type of system with your traditional pocket passer. You know, although wait, I kind of just contradicted myself because they kind of did with Foles and uh, Wentz.
1: Somebody asked me the other day. Somebody asked me yesterday, are the Eagles six and zero if Aaron Rodgers is here? And mind you, Aaron Rodgers is still one of the greatest quarterbacks in the league and one of the greatest quarterbacks to ever play. But does this offense, not every quarterback can pilot this offense, and that's not saying Aaron Rodgers can't, obviously as great as he is, but it makes you think that the way Jalen Hurts c- commands and runs this offense, obviously as a running threat with the RPOs and everything, it makes you think that that they might not be as effective if they just had a traditional pocket pass here, and that's really, there's so many different layers to this offense, and that's what I've been most impressed with thus far into the Eagles six and zero start because every single one of their wins has come in different forms. You had the offensive explosion in Minnesota. You got punched in the mouth against Jacksonville. You persevered and won that game. Uh, you you had the uh, defensive stout defensive performance with the with the million sacks you had on Carson Wentz. The Eagles have shown that they can win in multiple different ways. And if defenses are trying to uh, are trying to dial in and stop one thing, they can kill you with something else. And I think that's what makes the team so dangerous. Against Dallas, as far as uh, rushing, Miles Sanders, 18 carries, 71 yards. Jalen Hurts, just 27 yards on nine carries. Kenneth Gainwell had 25 yards of his own. Boston Scott, 16 yards. A.J. Brown, five receptions. Sixty-seven yards, one touchdown, his first at the link, I believe. And uh, Devontae Smith, five catches, forty-four yards, and one touchdown. Devontae Smith caught every target that was thrown his way. So good to see on that. Speaking of the offensive line, you have mentioned Lane Johnson comes out the game. They throw in uh, Jack Driscoll, who is you know who's, who 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 does his job as a backup, but obviously uh, got gets, got exposed by Micah quite a bit, and more pressure was generated. Uh, from that, but at the end of the day, Demarcus Lawrence, Mister, uh, we haven't played Jalen Hurts yet, and we still them boys and all this, and this man's doing front flips, and <laughs> Jalen Hurts is making him look foolish. Demarcus Lawrence and Michael Parsons combined for zero QB hits and zero sacks on Jalen Hurts in that game. I don't think Cooper Rush was on that uh, defensive depth chart, so I don't want to hear Jalen Hurts can't beat Dak. But how impressive were you? Uh, how impressive were you with the offensive line performance against this stout pass rushing defense that Dallas has? Yeah, I mean our best players took out their best players.
2: Like it's as simple as that. It didn't we didn't give them any opportunity. Like obviously you mentioned their two uh pass rushers. Like that was the point. It was almost like a point to target them. When you watch how the offensive line played, they went at these boys. And obviously, you know, Jalen Hurts juking out uh Lawrence, like you said. Um and, and this goes back to the point I made earlier, man. Like they lack the depth that we have. You said And and it's to be expected when Lane Johnson goes down and he's replaced with Jack Driscoll, like obviously Driscoll's gonna be overmatched with, you know, Parsons and Lawrence coming at him. It's a completely different story, but it's the fact that we just we have the depth. That's why we're the better team. We're undefeated. We're number one in the NFC East. We're the we're the best fucking team in the NFC, man. And arguably Mm -hmm. the NFL for that reason alone. I'll just say that right now.
1: Yeah, no, they definitely definitely top the NFC and they can definitely compete with uh um, the like so in the power rankings, they're still below Buffalo because Buffalo obviously has some more impressive wins. They just beat Kansas City, um, but yeah, definitely best in the NFC right now. Switching over to the defense. Oh wait, side. really
2: quickly. So, oh, oh, perfect.
1: Okay, go ahead, go ahead. Oh, you good? You're good. <laughs> yeah, no,
2: my next point was tying into the defense. So, go
1: ahead. Nice, nice. So, defensively. James Barber and Darius Slay week by week proved to me that this is potentially the best cornerback tandem since Lito and Sheldon. And maybe even since Troy Vincent and Bobby Taylor, for those of us that are old for those people that are older than us and can go as far as back to remembering that cornerback duo, they were certainly more physical than Lito and Sheldon, but man, so they, they shut down Cooper rush, who was four and coming into the game this year, five and zero for his career. He did hand him his first career loss. I don't want to, don't want to gloss over that. Darius Slay and James Bradbury combined. 13 targets, just four catches allowed between the two, four forced incompletions, the one interception by Slay, and a 12.7 passer rating when targeted. Cooper Rush would have had a higher passer rating if he threw the ball into the stands. That is how good Darius Slay and James Bradbury was in this game. That is how good Darius Slay and James Bradbury has been this season as a tandem. Darius Slay top five, James Bradbury proving he's top ten, and he's probably playing himself out of the Eagles' uh, pay range <laughs> next offseason. But we'll get in. We'll get into all that later on. How good does it feel mm. to have a cornerback tandem that just shuts down guys? It's getting to the point where people, you obviously can't throw at Darius Slay, so you throw at Bradbury. But now Bradbury is so shut down on his own right that he is making QBs think, like, maybe I have to throw to sleigh because I obviously can't complete passes in James Bradbury's. He's been a pass breakup machine throughout his career, and that has reigned true in his Philadelphia tenure thus far. Talk to me about this impressive cornerback tandem that is currently in Philadelphia.
2: Yeah, I mean, it, this just ties into what I just said about our offensive players overmatching their defense. It's on the flip side here, too. You just mentioned it. Like, CeeDee Lamb... You know, you see the five for sixty-eight, but he was targeted ten times. You know, and that's Mm -hmm. their number one guy. They felt like, you know, we can get rid of Amari, and 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 I mean, rightfully so. CD's a beast, and that's the
1: point. I'll say this. I'll say this. CD Lamb probably has fifty more yards and a touchdown if Brandon Graham doesn't cause the pressure on the on the on the Gardner Johnson interception that clinched the game. Mm. If Brandon Graham doesn't get that pressure. And Cooper Rush steps up into that throw. Uh, Lamb is gone. He's gone. <laughs> he's in the end zone on that play. CD made a good play on the ball. Or C, uh, CJ, my apology. CJ made a good play on the ball. But if Brandon Graham, he deserves as much credit for that pick as, as CJ does.
2: Well, and, and and Michael Gallup, who I feel like has just torched us in the past. He was mm-hmm. a zero in this game. He was completely taken out of it. Slay was running the routes that Michael Gallup was supposed to be running <laughs> half the night. So that, just completely that. <laughs> took him out of it. And he's a great receiver, man. He really is.
1: Mm-hmm. Yeah, he's 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 very good. And it's just it just goes to show you that the investment in James Bradbury has been has been great to this point. If you look at, at at James Bradbury's numbers as a whole, since he's been in Philadelphia, James Bradbury has only allowed a 41.5 completion percentage while targeted. He's only allowed 88 yards in coverage, zero touchdowns, and quarterbacks have a 28.8 passer rating when targeting Bradbury this season. I expected a good C B2. We have a great C B two. Right now, Philadelphia, and I'll ask you this, Stephen: James Bradbury's projected market value for a new contract next offseason, and this is obviously premature, but you know it's the bye week and we, can be, you know, stuff we got to talk about. But his projected market value is twelve point one million dollars per year. So you're looking at a three year, thirty-six million dollar, roughly thirty-six million dollar contract. Two years, twenty-four, whatever you know the deal is. But he is definitely playing him to himself. He's playing himself into a, a, a large payday next offseason with whoever gives it to him. Would you bring back James Badbury at that number, $12 million a year? He turns 30 in August. Or are you just going to ride it out this year, draft a, keep Darius Slay because he has to get extended at some point, and, and draft Eli Ricks or Camp Smith, whoever the target is going to be with one of those first-round picks because they obviously don't need a quarterback anymore. So.
2: Well, I'm going to be honest, man. They should draft a cornerback anyway. Right. Like If I was running it, I'd bring him back and draft a cornerback like just mm-hmm. make that unit like the best you can possibly make it now and for the future. And that's what mm-hmm. the Eagles are doing on the defensive line by the way. They brought back Fletcher Cox who were like, well, you know, he he he's been here for a while. He probably deserves one last season, but they drafted his replacement. Well, look, I mean, he's 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 playing great. He's been productive. Some of the most best football he's played in his career arguably, right? Mm-hmm. So I mean, obviously, I'm not a cap guru. Luckily, we have Howie Roseman. But the way I would do it is I would just overhaul that position. I'm paying him. He deserves it. The one game, I mean, I feel like there's been situations where Slay's been out, whether it's injury or whatever, taken out of the game, and he's filled in for that CB1 spot.
1: Like, he's absolutely worthy of it. Find a way to get it done. We also have a long list of players that are going to look for paydays. Kaiser White, who, in my Mm. opinion, probably walks in this offseason because Oh, my God, we're going to
2: lose everybody.
1: Nikoby Dean's in the hyperbolic time chamber, just just hanging out. He's waiting. So, and he plays Will. He's a better Will linebacker. So he's going to take Kaiser White spot at some point. And then CJ, who I believe will get paid. I think there was probably uh, um, some talks before the before the trade was made that hey, play to your standard here at safety, we'll give you safety money. And it looks like CJ is probably going to get paid here. Uh, can we talk about him really quickly? Because it's
2: very mm-hmm. easy. Like we knew he was a ball hawk and stuff like that,
1: mm-hmm. and he's
2: doing that obviously. Three and picks I think people, in the last two games. So for the people that may not know, like fill us in. Besides that, like how has his adjustment been like cuz for a while he kind of looked lost in the scheme. Like he he yeah. looked like he was having a, a hard time on the back end, you know, the defense. Like how is he now? Like all around as a safety?
1: Yeah, he's still adjusting. He's still adjusting, but that's to be expected for a guy that joined the team like six days prior to the season started. But there's still some schematic miscommunications with with Garner Johnson. He still has some things to clean up on the back end. Uh, but he only played four snaps total at safety in New Orleans during his career. So there's going to be some adjustments made. But for a guy like I said, who's only been with the team for 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 a handful of days before the season started, he's adjusting. He's learning on the job essentially. And I think he's I think he's uh, he's 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 done well with the time that he's had thus far in Philadelphia him and Marcus Epps he and Marcus Epps rather are 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 a headache back there Marcus Epps mm. that man did you see that breakup on that I forget who Rush was throwing to but that pass breakup where Epps like laid out for it and ooh, he needs to work on his tackling a little bit Marcus Epps but man his pass coverage has been mm-hmm. has been phenomenal uh this season that's another guy that's looking for a payday next offseason he just needs to wrap people up he's always going for the big hit so he just needs to uh <laughs> There's somebody you haven't it.
2: mentioned who honestly man like the numbers like from this last game aren't gonna look great but i'm gonna break it down really quickly on the offensive side of the ball man miles mm-hmm. sanders dude mm-hmm. 18 carries in this game only a 3.9 average but 18 carries yeah 18 he had a touchdown he just looks like he's he just looks stronger, more mature, and even hungrier. And obviously, it's a contract year, but I'm just saying, like, I just want to give him a shout out and, and some attention here because he's kind of, I mean, I would say he's answered the call, right?
1: Thus far, yeah, I think so. He he stayed healthy, which is which is which was right, a big thing going one. into this year. He stayed healthy and he's been productive, you know. He when when the Eagles needed to lean on him, like they did in the Jacksonville game, they got production and that's what they needed out of Miles. So if he stays healthy, he's certainly going to play himself into a contract. It's just that is that contract coming from Philadelphia and how wise hmm. is it to invest in a contract uh in and running back at this point at the way the NFL is right now? I don't know a whole lot of people who when they get that contract are worth it. At the end of the day. So that's that's something the Eagles are going to think about moving forward, you know, as they as they we all know how they feel about the running back position. I was shocked when they drafted him to begin with. And if they pay him, I'll be I'd be shocked again. Uh speaking of the offense, the Eagles have scored 112 points in the second quarter in 2022. The most points by any team in any quarter in the first six games of a season in NFL history. So we're looking at the best second quarter team. The game has ever seen right now. We're witnessing history with the way the Eagles perform in the second quarter. Now we need to transfer that over to the second half, which would be nice. You can't give up 20 point leads. You can't only amount to six yards in the third quarter. That's not, it's not a recipe for success. And it's not going to work against teams that have their starting quarterback in the game. And they're going to have to figure that out down the road. Now the schedule gets as is, is easy as heck after the by Pittsburgh, Houston, you're not going to see a real challenge until potentially Green Bay uh, on Sunday night. And the Eagles may well be 10-0 by then. So mm. we'll see how they adjust moving forward. But it wouldn't be a uh, a recap podcast if we didn't talk about the signal caller, Jalen Hurts himself. Jalen Hurts had the best passer rating against Dallas's defense yet this season. Tom Brady in week one had an 87.3 passer rating against Dallas. Joe Burrow in week two, 89.9. Daniel Jones in Week 3, 57.9 passer rating. Carson Wentz in Week 4, he struggled, 56.7 passer rating. Matthew Stafford in Week 5, 86.2 passer rating. Jalen Hurts last week, the first quarterback to break 100. He had an 104.6 passer rating against Dallas's defense. 15 for 25, 155 yards, two touchdowns. And it just goes to show you that you don't need to have the offensive production that he had in Minnesota To win games and i think that's what's the most daunting thing about the 2022 eagles thus far
2: or against washington i thought that was you could argue washington was his best throwing game Mm -hmm. that's also true but um i feel like the bye couldn't have come at a better time because when you when you sit here and as you mentioned there's a good chance this team goes 10 and 0 uh to me like look at this point it's kind of unfortunate that the NFC East record wise is so good, but like you you want and it's probably too early to start thinking about this. But you do want to start considering like preserving the health of everybody because this is a marathon, you know, not a sprint. You like that? You like that, Jalen? Marathon, <laughs> not a sprint, but uh, like that's just what's most important to me. Like I, I'm not one of those people. I, To be honest, man, I don't want this team to go undefeated. Cause then you got that big target on your back. It's like, you kind of need a loss to happen. And unfortunately here in Philadelphia, when that loss comes, if it does, like hopefully the town doesn't fall upside down. I know I won't. Um, but yeah, I mean, look, they, they have this bye week It's like, like I said, coming at a great time, maybe sit here and like first and foremost, preserve health, but also like, you know, figure out like <laughs> on the bright side, there isn't a whole lot of things that haven't worked. It's been a lot of good, so just kind of like cleaning up the things that aren't good, which is really the the lack of production um, in the second half. And really quickly, like I just want to touch on that because it seems like that's like the biggest thing here that, we t- that people try to use uh, against this team, the biggest critique they have of this team. I think it's obviously a problem and needs to get cleaned up and it will definitely be more of a problem against a good team. But the way I see it is, and I'll have to look at like the point differential leaders in the NFL and all that stuff. But we're undefeated, right? We're winning games. Like for some odd reason, it just seems to be the third quarter and sometimes fourth quarters that this is an issue. But when you look around the league, like I feel like it's more balanced. So if you look at other teams, like they probably don't have necessarily a quarter where they're not productive. It's just kind of like, a compilation of all four quarters. We just so happen for some reason to struggle in the third when We're up 20 freaking points. So of course, like there's going to be some gas that's let up the other team, like just by the way the NFL works and how talented the NFL is, like you're not going to win every single game by 20 points. Do you hear what I'm saying?
1: Yeah, no, it makes sense. They definitely get a conservative approach because they don't want to lose the game, you know? So that's certainly uh, uh, a fact, a contributing factor to how the Eagles operate in the second half. As far as Jalen Hurts is concerned, since 2000, how's, how's this stat for you? Since 2000, only four quarterbacks have led their teams to 6-0 records while totaling 12 or more touchdowns and two or fewer turnovers. Peyton Manning mm. in 2006, Brett Favre in 09 with the Vikings, Tom Brady in 2015, and now Jalen Hurts wow. in 2022. And at just 24 years old... And oh man, it is it is it is a sight to behold. Philadelphia Eagles also lead the league in turnover differential at plus twelve. Yep. The next best team is Baltimore at plus four. Plus four. They are wow. the takeaways. They are taking the ball away and they are taking care of it when they get there. Jalen the Hurts has just two. Just two in turnovers. Football, just two turnovers this year, Jalen Hurts. And the two picks he had were off batted balls. Like most uh, there's important not much. stat
2: in football, would you agree?
1: Yeah, of course. There's not much more you can ask from Jalen Hurts and the Eagles. 112 points in the second quarter, of 2022, is more than 11 teams' total points in and every quarter in 2022. <laughs> they have more points in that quarter yeah, see, alone. That's what I was trying to get at with the, whole, the Rams like... Do than the Packers do? Than the Cowboys do have total points in every quarter in yep. every quarter? The Eagles are just dominating. They're winning in every way possible. And they are, and they're six and zero. And they might not lose a game, like I said, until Green Bay. Looking at the schedule real quick, after the bye week is uh, home against Pittsburgh. I don't care if it's banged up, Kenny Pickett, Mitch Tubisky, Mason Rudolph. They're winning that game Thursday night at the Texans, the one and four Texans, I believe, one three and one. Sorry, the one three and one Texans. That's a win. Uh, and then the Commanders come to Philly without Carson Wentz. It's going to be Heineke, or maybe they'll do Sam Howell at that time. Who knows? So that's 9 and 0. The Colts at the Colts. The Colts stink. They're 3 they're 3-2 three, and 1 somehow, but Matt Ryan is horrible. Maybe that's a trap situation, but they should win that game. That's 10 and 0, and then you're home against the Packers on Sunday night. And that might be the Packers aren't good either this year, but that might be you know the game that that that, that the Eagles might have some trouble with. And then you're uh, at your home against the Titans. And then you're at New York, and then you're at Chicago. So let's see 10 and 0 say, say hypothetically they they beat the Packers so 11 and 0 Titans 12 and 0 Giants 13 and 0 Bears 14 and 0 by that point they'll have the division wrapped up and then the Christmas Eve game at Dallas won't matter so who knows if the starters will play that game and then they play New Orleans where they're incentivized or where they're uh, incentivized to play well against the Saints for that draft pick so they're going to have to play well they might they might bring all the starters back against the Saints and then obviously they'll bench everybody at the last game against the uh, against the Giants. So they're motivated to play well against the Saints, and maybe they'll they'll play some starters in that game. But man, it might be three losses. It might be two, three losses at most, and and two of them they'll they'll give away because people will be benched. It's, and Obviously, it's, we're it's, just
2: projecting here. It's all on paper. Everybody's like, oh, you, you know, any any given Sunday. Obviously, that applies. Yeah, any clearly, given this is a trap. You
1: know, a trap injuries happen. You know, who knows? You know, knock on wood. But it's it's. It is. It is. It is a hell of a time to be an Eagles fan. A hell of a time to be a Philadelphia sports fan. Obviously, the Phillies lost to the Padres last night, Except but for they're the still in the NLCS. We don't talk about the Sixers on this podcast. Sixers <laughs> get fucking run off the floor You're by James Boston Harden Jersey motherfucker. Oh yeah. Well, I mean, because Harden, Harden, Harden. You know, <laughs> thirty-five. Harden's back, but you need the rest of the team to figure the fuck out that'd be nice but uh yeah man sixers hopefully they they get a win against the bucks cuz starting off 0 2 is not ideal do not want to see that union are doing good flyers just <laughs> suffered their first loss but they were looking good for a little bit philadelphia is on fire steven any last points before we uh, wrap this up and get up out of here
2: uh no just um honestly everybody just uh you know enjoy sit back enjoy football this weekend i always <laughs> I'm torn on the bye week every year because it's like, it's nice to be able to enjoy other games without the Eagles playing. But I also miss this team, especially being Mm -hmm. six. zero. I I just want to watch this team, you know, every day of the week, need Detroit to get a win for us. Uh, shout out to Dak Prescott, magically healthy one week after playing mm-hmm. us. That's completely. 24 hours later. I'm good to go. Rug, I'm good to go. Rug. He was too. Look, I don't care what the <laughs> fucking doctor says. The biggest game of the year was against us. He didn't want to. He did not want to play in that environment. And I don't care what these losers, these San Diego Padres fans, all these people say the best sports environment right now. Is Philadelphia and that's not even an argument. It is hostile. The Phillies seem to always win at home. You know, I don't want to jinx them. I'm knocking on my wood table right now, right? We we three games in Philly coming up this weekend, right? Let's take care of business. Uh you know, Eagles are a very, very good chance are gonna have home field advantage, right? In the playoffs. Like this is not a good environment to be in. And I just wanted to say it is pretty um, what's the word? I don't know what the word is I'm looking for, but it's just it's very easy for Dak to come back and play Detroit instead of coming into the link when his
1: team needed to win. They needed it. <laughs> they first place was on the line, man. It. Come instead, on. Instead, they put Cooper Rush out there for slaughter and had him throw three interceptions. Cooper Rush had him throw a pick all year, and he threw three against. Yeah, come the on. Let's not back. On. On, Dallas man. is a bunch of losers out here hating, hating ass, Muff. Hating come ass. Come on, man. Four
2: and zero man. is your starter, and you're gonna back him. Four zero, no time interceptions game.
1: Those three picks. Oh, man. Riddle me that. Riddle me that. Appreciate it. I think he had a know.
2: better statistical, like, like all together than Prescott in his first, like, four games. It might
1: be in Cowboys history, actually, or something. I saw somewhere. I don't know. Hmm, looks like it's going to be Dak moving forward, and we'll keep tabs on the Eagles. The next pot episode during the bye week, we're going to do a mailbag, and then we'll do uh, projected contracts for every free agent Wait, coming up. Wait, we're doing up. a mailbag? We'll let... Yeah. I'll, oh, that's new information. <laughs> yeah. Well, well, I'm gonna uh, put some on Twitter and Instagram and ask for questions, and we'll address those. And oh, that'll be and go fun. Go from where, and then we'll also do a projected contracts. See, we'll do a stay or go edition. Who should the Eagles keep? Who's probably gonna walk? This and that, and that includes. And maybe we Hertz could do that this weekend. Numbers man, in person. Jalen Hurts, new numbers. Yeah, yeah. Wow. we got the new. Con- you said this weekend. Yeah, maybe bring your equipment. We'll do it in person so we don't have to yeah, deal with this yeah.
2: bullshit. Okay. <laughs>
1: Appreciate Sunday. you guys for tuning into this episode of The Philly Pod. Again, apologies that we were gone for a little bit. Uh, we came back from Arizona out of our minds, and we had to you know, remember that life is a thing, and we had to get back on track. But thank you guys for being patient with us. We hope you enjoyed this episode of the show. If you're new, be sure to subscribe. Apple iTunes, Spotify, Stitcher, iHeartRadio, anywhere else. You get your shows if you're a returning listener. Thank you guys for coming back each and every episode. Follow me, the host Victor Williams, on Twitter, Instagram, TikTok at The Philly Pod. Be sure to go follow Stephen at Stephen Conrad Jr. on Instagram at Real Stephen Conrad Jr. We'll catch you guys on the next one. Peace out from The Philly Pod. Go, birds, baby.